Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. Welcome inside another episode. This week, we're joined by a bevy of important guests. We'll speak with head coach Michelle Collier with the volleyball team as they get their preseason practice underway. Also visit with some of the wide receiving core at Georgia Tech. But first things first, we're joined by offensive coordinator Dave Pattonode. And uh, coach, now in your first full week of preseason camp, uh, what's been the focus uh, for the offense? You know, just executing and knowing our, our assignments, I think, has been, uh, you know, a big a big point of emphasis starting out of the gate. Um, we had a really good summer. Guys were in great shape. Um, I think the guys did a good job of understanding, you know, what to do over the over the uh, summer. Got a lot of good reps in that way, Skelly, that type of thing, watching tape. But now it's just a matter of going out, seeing a signal, playing fast pushing the tempo and doing a great job at execution. When it comes to the quarterback position, I'm not going to ask you who's starting three weeks from now against Clemson, but I am curious, what is the deciding factor when it comes to who gets that start and who sees those snaps on Thursday night three weeks from now against Clemson? I mean, ultimately, it's the guy that gives us the best opportunity to win, right? And, and uh, that could be, a, a, you know, a, a bunch of different things. It could be, you know, who can execute in the system the best. Um, who athletically could do some things that other guys can't, who's throwing the ball well, who's seeing things the best, you know, who gives us an opportunity to check in and out of runs and in and out of passes. You know, it's not just one thing, it's, and it won't be just one day. Uh, and normally we'll get through probably the second set of scrimmages and give ourselves about 10 days to, uh, to start on Clemson. Do you anticipate that over this process, the first three or four weeks of the season, that we might see a couple different guys under center? I mean, you could see a couple of different guys in the first game. I mean, you could, you know, you could see a, uh, three different guys on the field at one time. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, you know we have really good athletes, and, and that's the cool thing about our position is you know, they have position flexibility. You know, they can do a bunch of different things. They can all throw and they can all run. So, you know, it's kind of up to me to just put them in the best position to do the things that they're really comfortable doing right now, really identify what those things are that they're comfortable with, and try to maximize their reps in those plays. I know cross-training is a big part of your philosophy. Have you done it more this year, though, than you have in previous stops? No, I mean, that's been that's been our, our you know, our MO, you know, since day one. You know, we just, you know, back in the day, right, if you're, you know, at some smaller schools, you might only have you know, four or five really good players, um, you know, because you might not have as many scholarships or whatever. I was a head coach at a Division II school, and you had to mix and match a bunch of guys, you know. So we always wanted to, you know, try to evaluate what the skill set was and then envision them being able to be in the backfield, be in the slot, motion, hand it to them, throw it to them, screen it to them. Sometimes a quarterback motion out, direct snap, I don't know, you know what I mean, whatever it is, just to give the defense a different look but to maximize their skill set. One of the biggest changes uh, offensively for you guys this year is going to be that move from the triple option into what you guys will do, which would be a little more multiple. I am curious, though, from a long-term view, how will the 2019 Georgia Tech offense differ from what the 2022 Georgia Tech offense? Yeah, I mean, you don't know what the personnel is by 2022. You know, it's it's always going to be about what the personnel can do well. You know, teams have won national championships running the I formation, the wishbone, the wing tee, the triple option, whatever. So, I mean, you got to play to the strengths of your guys. A lot of that will be recruiting and, you know, who are we trying to recruit at the different positions. And, uh, you know, as a quarterback, you know, in a recruiting process, we're always going to try to find a guy who has pretty good size, you know, and uh, but is an athlete. And, um, you know, I want a guy that can pick up a tennis racket and play tennis, you know, baseball, pick up a wiffle ball, go play a wiffle ball, that kind of kid. 
um, that's just a good athlete that can throw and run because I think if you can make your quarterback multiple and they have to defend the quarterback being able to take off and run, it makes you much more difficult to defend. So that's what we'll always try to you know, gear ourselves around. But you know, in the last couple spots that we had, we had ourselves a guy that was more of a pocket passer. We were more of a drop back, run and shoot, spread passing game team. Um, you know, if you have really good athletes, you might, you know, run the quarterback a little bit more. So uh, it'll be interesting to see as we move on and how the recruiting goes. So in terms of, of planning ahead and what you want the offense to look like, it ultimately comes down to get us the best players mm -hmm. and we'll retrofit everything else we want to do. Yeah, I mean, after 28 years of coaching college football, right, we've pretty much seen all the offenses and all the defenses. And, you know, we have a great staff that are going to be able to, you know, game plan and kind of figure out exactly where we want to put guys. and. You know, sometimes we might have to, you know, maybe there's some injuries and you might have to hide, you know, a different position or you might be short of the position. So, you know, in the spring, we didn't, you know, we didn't really have a lot of tight ends. So we were a lot more 10 personnel, 20 personnel, didn't have a lot of tight ends on the field. Now we have a bunch of those guys who are playing with a lot more two tight end sets and that type of thing. So it's all kind of based on who you have available. One of the stats that, that's jumped off the page uh, in the past couple of years for Georgia Tech football, specifically offensively, has been uh, the plays per minute. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, Tech is ranked uh, lowest in the ACC and fewest plays per minute. Do you anticipate there being a drastic change this year? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the tempo <laughs> is going to be, uh, you know, a total 180 from what they did. And, um, you know, the smart thing um, is being able to control the ball. When you run the triple option and you're a grinded out, um, run-based operation, you know, you don't put your defense in a lot of bad positions because the offense is going to grind it out. They're going to go three yards, three yards, three yards. A lot of times go forward on fourth down because you know that you could get two or three yards uh, when you're running it. Um, you know, our, our uh, offense is going to be predicated on being able to push the tempo. You know, if we were a basketball team, we would be much more take it off the rim, run it up the field, get a dunk, get a three, you know what I mean, and, and kind of do that type of thing as opposed to trying to grind it out and pull the ball out, that type of thing. It, it, when it comes to basketball, a lot of numbers folks will look at is, you know, points per 100 possessions, mm -hmm. those type of analytical numbers. Do yeah. you have a favorite analytic number when it comes to assessing your offense and knowing, hey, this this shows us that we're playing at the pace we want to be playing at? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of time uh, clock things, you know, when do you want to snap the ball? If you're just going out and running a play, how fast do you want to get the playoff? I'm not always concerned about being the fastest team in the country. I just like to be able to push the tempo and make the defense line up so that the quarterback can see things, we can see things, and kind of identify what those guys want to line up in. So sometimes we might snap it, sometimes we might double cadence it, sometimes we might run it up there. You know, we also have the ability to just choke the motor. You know, if we get up, you know, uh, we have a, you know, a thing that we call grind mode, you know, we just kind of milk the clock down and, you know, and uh, so it's all built in. You have multiple tempos, you know, multiple, um, uh, ways to be able to chew the clock or push the tempo based on how fast I call a play. But you don't have a hard and fast number where you know, we want to be at three plays per minute or no, we want to be at 80, no. 80 plays in a game. No, because you know a lot of the teams that play like that don't don't have any checks in their offense. You know what I mean? They call it, they run it, they're really uber spread. They just take the guys out of the box, they just run it. And if they have a minus one play, they just go to the next play because they're trying to get 90 plays a game, yes. something like that, where we might play in the high 70s, the low 80s, but we want to always have the chalk last. We want to give the quarterback an opportunity to see what he's facing, maybe fix something if it's not right, or give him a better opportunity to see the whole picture and not just get up, snap the ball, and he really can't react and see the things that he's watched on tape the whole week. Before we let you go, do you anticipate that come game one against Clemson that you'll have quarterbacks out there that will have the right to check out of a play? 
I mean, that's the basis of our offense. So, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, quarter, <laughs> the quarterback has carte blanche to do um, as he sees fit per play. Um, but it's also, you know, like I got a 16-year-old daughter, right? I'm not giving her the keys <laughs> to the car if she doesn't know how to drive, right? So, um, you know, we're going to. You know, kind of bring those guys along slowly and give them a smaller package of things that they were going to check. You know, by the time that these guys get into the system more and they're like two, three years into the system, they could check any play at any time. Understood. Well, Coach, uh, thanks again for the time. Three weeks away from toe meeting leather. We're less than a week, though, from uh, uh, night at the Braves game with the Georgia Tech football team. Is it safe to say, as, as a lifelong Red Sox fan, you're the most excited coach on staff? I am. I am. <laughs> to sit back, watch a little baseball, have some peanuts, I'm, I'm going to enjoy that night. Now, are you falling in love with the Braves a little bit? They're I am. pretty well. I am. Red Sox kind of scuffling. I know. The Sox is scuffling. I'm going National League right now. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, Coach, thanks for the time. We'll try and keep the DH intact. Cool. Thank you, All man. Right, Appreciate right. it. That's offensive coordinator Dave Patno. We come back. We'll visit with a member of the Georgia Tech wide receiving core. This is from the Flats. On August 22nd, ESPN and the ACC bring you ACC Network. Get closer to the conference home of 15 championship winning programs. With live games, inside access, original content and analysis. Be in the know all day, every day. Visit getaccn.com to check availability in your area and demand ACCN. Are you ready for ACCN? We do this. We're now joined by redshirt junior wide receiver Jair Hawkins-Anderson. And Jair, you just met with the, the media and the scrum, and you used a, a phrase uh, called endless opportunities mm. at the receiver position. Right. That wasn't necessarily the case the last couple of years. Right. How much fun has it been to hear your number called and practice more often and presumably a little more this season? Oh, it's a blast. Like, you go out there and you never know what kind of day it's going to be. You might go out there and get three touchdowns that day. And just you just never – it's just fun being able to know that I'm involved. Like, they're relying on me to make plays. I can make big plays, get the offense going, get everybody hyped up. And because I get everybody hyped up, everybody else is going to start making plays. So it's just it's just fun all around. We've still got three more weeks uh, until Toe meets Leather on a Thursday night in Clemson. But through the first week or so of a preseason camp, who's had the nastiest catch or the most uh, exciting moment among your position group? Among our position group? Hmm. I would say Malachi had a lot of great catches. He had a lot. He had he goes over the top of guys, but other guys. If you, I feel like if you ask somebody else, they might say my catch <laughs> yesterday was the best. One. Well, tell me about your catch yesterday. Um, I was. I had ended up. I was actually on the other side of on the outside, and I came back and I don't know what happened, but I had to go to slot. So I came to slot, and we ended up running the play where I had the inside fade. And the nickel actually was in really good coverage. He was like right where he was supposed to be, but the uh, ball was underthrown. So I just jumped over him and dug it out from underneath <laughs> him. And, <laughs> and it, just, it just it just really just happened. It really happened like the blink of an eye. And then. And I'm, I'm going to give you the opportunity, but he can remain anonymous. Who was who, who was? Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going on the record. Not going on the record. All right, I got you. He'd get mad at me. Um, well, tell me a little bit about uh, how your position group is coming along just from a culture standpoint. You, you mentioned being the momentum uh, getters mm -hmm. uh, for the team. And, and how much of that conversation or that mentality has been driven by your position coach, Kerry Dixon? Oh, Coach Dixon is a great coach. Um, he tries to drive us to keep it, like, have a short memory. Like, if you drop a ball, forget it. Like, just keep on playing. Like, you're going to come back. Like, we've got to come back to you. We're throwing the ball 50 60 percent of the time so you gotta you're gonna get the ball again so don't get too stuck on the pass uh coach glove is down there too he gives us a lot of tips and stuff just trying to help us out so we'll all around good culture pretty good culture i'm curious uh your father of course top 10 pick out of college mm -hmm. at auburn played for coach trickett and then spent 13 years in the nfl 
what has been his impression of Coach Collins, what you guys are doing with uh, all the music and all the games and kind of high energy practice? What, has, he, has he given you any of his perspective, what he thinks? Oh, he loves that. I think they actually uh, interviewed him. He actually gave his little piece about it. He loves it. I call him every day and I'll tell him what happens. He just loves hearing that, like, I'm, we're involved in it, like we're getting coached up, we're getting – critiqued every day like we're getting better every single day like even if you're doing good stuff like there's always something you can come in there and practice and get better at something every single day does he ever tell you man if i had some uh, some rock music or rap music blasting in my practices i could have made a couple oh yeah he told me he league. was mad he was mad that uh, when jeezy <laughs> came to our practice he said he wished <laughs> he said he wished uh, jeezy would come to his practice so that's awesome well uh, jair as you wrap things up here three weeks away uh from taking on clemson how excited are you for the opportunity and, and again, a chance to, to get on the field a little more regularly because well, you haven't had as many on-field reps. You are one of the more veteran guys mm-hmm. in, this, in this locker room. Um, I'm extremely excited. Like Just thinking about it, like when I'm laying in bed at night, my heart starts pounding just like I'm ready to get out there. But we are taking time to just prepare and get everything right. Even just from like spring up until now, we, it's like a whole, we're just improving every single day. Like We're getting better every single day, trying to get our line right, get our receivers right, running backs, quarterbacks and receivers on the same page. Our defense has been phenomenal they've been doing their thing so we're just ready just getting better every day and then that day's gonna come and when it does we'll be ready uh favorite song you like to hear in practice Ooh, that's a tough one i like to bring them out when they say when they okay. put to the bring them out on this because that's the beginning of the practice it kind of gets me mm-hmm. going you kind of like kind of you might be a little drowsy coming out there but as soon as that song comes on ready, to, get ready to go so, ready, ready yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. all right well jair thanks again for the time best of luck in a couple of weeks and uh, enjoy the rest of camp thank you man All right, that's Jair Hawkins-Anderson, wide receiver for Georgia Tech. When we come back, we'll visit with volleyball coach Michelle Collier. This is From the Flats. We're now joined by head volleyball coach Michelle Collier as she begins another season leading the Yellow Jackets in O'Keefe Gym. And, Coach, you've got a team that's got a couple of real strong returning sophomores, Michaela Dowd and Mariana Brambila, who are both all ACC selections. How do you feel about this year's group as a whole, though? Uh, I feel really excited. I think that we, we got lots of energy. Um, everybody's really looking forward to the season. This is always a fun time of the year when we get everybody fresh and, and kind of ready to go. And uh, there's a lot of talent in this group. I think that we, uh, you know, our sophomore class did a great job last year along with, with our upperclassmen. I think that there is a, a great combination of a little more experience and, and, and some young talent, um, especially in our freshman class as well. Um, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to figure it out uh, what kind of team we're going to have and how we're going to look out there, and it's just a fun time of the year. Between Mariana and Michaela and the rest of that sophomore class and then bringing in this freshman nucleus, which has got some big names like Julia Bergman and Aaron Moss, you kind of get the impression that this nucleus between that sophomore and freshman class could really, by the time they're done here in two or three years, accomplish some pretty big things. For sure, for sure. This will definitely be a, a special group here, uh, and I think that the guidance of our upperclassmen and the experience and just sharing what it's like to be here at Georgia Tech and competing in the ACC and the days, day in and day out of that grind. Um, I think it's going to be really, really important to this young class as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it all come together. As far as the coaching staff's concerned, obviously yourself, great playing career both overseas at the college level. Claudio Pinero's been on your staff now for a couple of years. He's got a couple gold medals with the Brazilian national team. But you guys made a dynamite hire over the offseason, Ariel Wilson, who a four-time national champion at Penn State. It's hard to get any more than that. Uh, four-time <laughs> All-American. What impact has he, she had on your program already? You know, our Ari's great. I mean, she jumped in and, and you know got thrown into the to the sharks right away. Uh, she's got she got in right in the middle of recruiting season and and she took that recruiting coordinating position. And so uh, it was a lot of work in the spring, a lot of adjustment. Um, 
a lot of back and forth with our staff on how what are some of the things we want to change, make it better, uh, you know, continue to move forward. And she did a great job with that. I think we had a, a great spring. We got some great recruits, um, you know, that we're looking at and we're talking to. So we're super excited about the future. Uh, but but she also made another huge impact um, in the gym and just with her experience, her presence. Of course, the players respect what she did as a player, um, you know. And I think that she brings a little focus to our blocking and our middle hitter position. Um, and I think that that was it's exciting to get somebody with her experience and just with her, her know-how, you know, of being in their shoes, in their position, in those situations um, and be able to share that experience with our players. I think that she was very well received by all our group. I think she compliments our staff really well. Uh, and, and I think that it's really exciting. I think we're, we have a, a great handling in every position in our gym and we're really um, able to be as good as we can for our players. You referenced the middle blocking position, and obviously Ariel Wilson, a lot of experience in her playing days. You've also got Cody Comby, who's going to be a senior this year, and not only the heart and soul of your front line, but really of your entire team. How good do you think Cody can be now with Ari in the fold? Uh, I think Cody's learning a lot from Ari. I think that, she, that we're you know, making sure that, that she understands her role, and she's very accepting. She's been stepping in into that leadership role and just being the, the more experienced player. You know, she was a a, lon a lonely player when she came in as a freshman <laughs> in the spring and so she was you know just kind of had a lot of leadership around her and now she's having to step in and and be able to guide this group and I think that she's doing a really great job with that I think that Ari is mentoring her a lot and and I think that we're excited to see her game go to that next level I think that she has always done a great job for us but we have we're looking for consistency and just kind of that consistent presence at all times and I think that she's ready for that. You guys also got a brand new uh, locker room refreshment downstairs. Yeah. Uh, revealed that to the team on report day earlier this week. What was their reaction like? Oh, they loved it. They were so appreciative of, of just everything that they were giving. Um, and it, it's really exciting. I think that, uh, you know, our facilities and everybody that worked around that project that did a great job. It looks great. It's sharp. Everybody's got plenty of space, plenty of storage. So all the things that we were, you know, focusing on trying to make it happen for them, I think that we did. Uh, and they're very appreciative of that. And so it's, it's really exciting to, to just be at an institution that cares about that. And it's really takes pride in taking care of our student athletes. Well, and lastly, as far as the schedule goes, white and gold on August 17th. You guys will go across the uh, state line to Auburn for a scrimmage on August 24th. And then the uh, grand opening there, August 30th, the first home event right. uh, for Georgia Tech Athletics in 2019-20. Uh, this crowd, we've talked about it numerous times before, but there's just something special about O'Keefe uh, on a Friday night, right? Yeah, I know. This place is for real. So if you haven't been here, you need to get here. And if you've been here, you better get here early because it's <laughs> always uh, fun. It's a great match. I think that we'll, we'll be ready to face somebody else on the other side of the net. So it's going to be uh, fun times. Sounds like a plan. Well, Coach, thanks for your time. Best of luck, and we'll uh, be sure to check in with you later on. Thanks for having me. All right, that's head coach Michelle Callier of Georgia Tech Volleyball, and that'll do it for this episode. Again, thanks for joining us, and we're getting closer and closer. Competition beginning later this month for both Georgia Tech football and Georgia Tech volleyball. Exciting times here on the Flats. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast. Be sure to tune into the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.